Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dawson Dudes. Tonight, we review Season 3, Episode 4, Home Movies. Yay! I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Mm-hmm. What's up, Chris? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Uh, in all transparency, we've been chatting for about three hours before this record. Yeah. And if, if you guys have opinions about Anne Hathaway, I would like to know them. <laughs> so we are now, what are we, week eight, week seven, quarantined? Yeah. Yep. Um, two, two, almost two months. Yeah. And uh, we're at it again. We're still putting out episodes. Yeah. And... Uh, Anxious to get uh, get back out there, get that get that coronavirus happening again. Yeah, you've been spending your weekend protesting at, in Huntington Beach, right, Chris? Yeah, me and uh, a few fellow patriots decided to uh, take back our beach. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, have I been short of breath for the last couple of days? A little. Yeah, you've been you've been coughing a lot and wheezing a lot. I can't taste a fucking thing. <laughs> Yes, so uh that's our that, that's our corona chunk. <laughs> yeah, that, that's our like weekly or bi-weekly corona update for you yeah. guys. We're still in we're still inside. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I'm outside as much as I'm usually outside. Not like as much, but Yeah. You know, I'm still going to work, so like it, sure. it doesn't quite feel like Yeah. I've I, been like like that one week when I was like lock locked down, uh-huh. like definitely was like, okay, this is what it feels like. Yeah, this, this is quarantine. Yeah. yeah. This is like, I just can't see my friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Positive. I, I definitely take less walks because like, like typically I take one or two like longish walks a day. Yeah. You usually walk from um, Los Feliz to Santa Monica, right? Every night. I've done it a couple times, but uh, sometimes. Yeah. Just, I want, I, I walk the earth. Yeah. That's as your, Jules that's from your, Pulp Fiction says. That's your after dinner walk. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's, it's my digestive, but just the combination of wearing a mask and shout outs to all of the healthcare professionals who have to wear those goddamn things all day. You don't have to wear them when you're on your walk. I'm paranoid about this stuff. No, just yeah, just have it with you, and if you see people, I like, put it on. See, that's the thing. Like, you're not the first person who tells me that. Who, who tells? Who has told me that? Uh-huh. And it's too much of a hassle. Also feels rude. Yeah, I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> oh, like, what do you think I got coronavirus? It's like, it's like cognitively, like huh. you probably know that, like, oh, it's because of it's because of that. But like, yeah. there's a party that's like, the fuck, somebody's, but somebody puts a mask on every time they see me. Yeah, I think the problem is like in Western culture, we think of it as the mask protecting us, right? When in like Eastern culture, it's actually and what the mask really does is protecting others. Oh no! Yeah, that's 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 the argument. That's the argument I've gotten into with. Yeah. Uh, so then, but it does pe- feel like if people. somebody put a mask up in front of you, it's like, oh, you think I got? I'm like dirty or something? Like, it's like, no, I'm filthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. well, hopefully that like goes away in our culture, and I would like to see. It'd be nice, right? But because like people go to work sick all the time because they can't take time off. Yeah, can't afford it. Or they just like don't want to be around their family. <laughs> like, <laughs> And so, like, and then they come in and get people sick. Like, hey, put a mask on. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, put a mask on if you're gonna come in sick. All right, we're all caught up. I think there we go. <laughs> Quarantine. You know, you don't see a lot of people all day. 
Yeah, so uh, let's get into the episode. Let's. So we start our opening opening scene here. Well. Pacey has brought a Betamax over to Dawson's house. Yeah. Um, Pacey's dad, uh, one of the few people who made the investment into Betamax during the VHS Betamax Wars, apparently. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got had that uh, chief of a small town money. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have VHS or beta? VHS. Yeah, me too. It was like, it was like rich people shit, this beta. I don't know if beta was more expensive. I think it was. It is a superior product, though. Listen, nerd. I know that now. <laughs> I just remember there being a, a warehouse video by one of my childhood apartments. Uh-huh. And me and my brother and my mom would go rent movies and shit for the weekend. And it seemed like... Anytime I saw a movie that I really wanted to see, it was only available in beta. Yeah, but you were only in, in the porn section. That's a problem. Porn and Kurosawa, those were the things I liked when I was seven. We find out that Dawson needs the beta max because he is working on a project for Gale. On, he's going to do a segment on Gale's nationally televised news channel on Jack, who is an openly gay football player. And like that was enough to like that was so shocking that you could get on the news back then. Not just get on the news, but your brand new small t- uh, small town uh, anchor. You allowed her to conscript her sixteen year old son to shoot and produce that story. That's how inter- That's how interested Philadelphia was in uh, Jack. It's not Philadelphia. It's a nationally tele. She's on a nationally televised. Was it like Good Morning America? Yeah, because they talk about it later on where they're like, it, he's going to be on national television. Right, but like, um, uh, fucking, I guess three million people seeing it, that make, I get, that makes sense. It could still be national, I'm only three million. Because Mitch talks about, hey, three million people are going to see this. Yeah, but Mitch doesn't know the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he barely knows football. <laughs> They've got him coaching that, so fair enough. Yeah. Mitch is just pulling shit out of his ass. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Fuck Mitch, dude. I fucking hate Mitch this episode. Uh, I'm so pissed at Mitch like all the fucking time. Like we'll we'll get we'll get into this, but yeah, like I'm uh, no love. No love for Mitch. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like yeah, like what am I doing using fucking Mitch's data as a uh, as to weigh against? Yeah. Apparently, the few Betamax videos he does have. Why would they have a Betamax like tape of home movies if they don't have a Betamax machine? Maybe they threw it away, or maybe they got the uh, the camcorder before before they got the. Or- they threw it away once the VHS wars were over. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he puts in a, a whole home movie. It's one, of, and it's literally the moment he meets Joey Potter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that moment was captured on film or Betamax. I was like, it's funny because like the way it's shot is silly as hell, and I did not want it to work for me. Uh-huh. But the moment worked for me. You felt it. Yeah. 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 I like. I, I like. All of my. All of my insides were like, "This is goofy. <laughs> I don't like this." Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I'm a. You know, weak. I'm a weak person. Yeah, you're a big old softy. Yeah. No. No. No muscle to speak of. Yeah. No brain muscles either. Yeah. Like fucking Gumby over here. Dumb Gumby. Dumpy. After the credit sequence, we cut to Graham's house. Uh, Jen is in full cheerleader gear, except yeah. she's edgy, so she's like kind of goth cheerleader. So she's got like but the high boots of. and the fishnets. 
Her hair's a little teased, you know. But yeah. she's still in the in the outfit and Grant is like, Why do you have to uh what does she say? Why do you have to like Oh like uh, yeah. just, what was the wording she used? Like face or like Yeah, so like debase your team colors <laughs> like Grant Grams, you did grow up in like the fifties. Why well, gotta have your vampire pussy hanging out? That's basically what she's saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you find out to no one's surprise that uh Grams is uh, both prudish and was a real uh, rah-rah, go-team-go lady in the 50s. Yeah, she was on the spirit squad. She didn't call it the cheerleading squad. The spirit squad. The pep pep squad. Pep Pep squad, squad. yeah. Yeah. And Grams is also just like reading the Bible. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, Like, on brand, Grams, on brand. Totally. It just like looks funny. It's just like, where you just like sit around and it's like, hey, what what will I read? Yeah, maybe the Bible. Some more of the Bible. Yeah. like, that would happen a lot at my dad's house where they would just be like, man, eh, just, just read really? the Bible. <laughs> like, just, yeah. yeah, just be fucking reading the Bible. Like your dad would just be walking around and be like, what should I do? What should I read? Read the Bible. Be, just be casually reading the Bible. Cut to the school. The school is in full rally mode. Uh, the Minutemen are everywhere. And, you know, Joey, Dawson, Pacey, Jen, they're not, they're not school spirit people. They're, pro- they're programmed to uh, have their hackles raised. If they were all friends, they would, still they <laughs> would be having like quite witty banter about school oh, yeah. spirit. Yeah. Passing polysyllabics back and forth. Yeah, a bunch of Debbie Downers, you know. Yeah. I was like, hey, you want to you like mope verbosely again? Yeah. I'm disappointed that they can't even like, like lean into the fact that their team is terrible. And it's like having... Like this whole pep thing happened. Like, just internalize that they're bad and and have fun with that. There's a way to make it fun. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, Pacey tells Joey, "Hey, the school spirit stuff sucks. Why don't we get out of here? Like, let's ditch." He also brings back uh, that uh, police officer French accent for uh, like three seconds, and it made me, <laughs> it made me fucking furious. <laughs> Joey says, "Like, yeah, sure, let's do it." Not. I'm a ha! good girl. <laughs> Who do you think I am, dum dum? Like, yeah. uh, I don't even uh, like you. School will set me free. Yeah, but then, like, through, you know, nor just like normal pacey charm, he like yeah. gets her to do it by just like counting, like you do a child. Yeah, <laughs> which she's just like. You know, for a person who just advertised how important school is to them, he really just uh, bamboozled me in a very childish way. Tells Joey it only took you six seconds to come here. I'm disappointed, yeah. Yeah, didn't even make it to eight. Like, off the bat, mm. liked Pacey's energy in this scene, where it's like, it's very, very classic, confident, pr- projection of confidence, like, fun Pacey. Yeah. Where, like, you know, and we're past the unpleasantness the, or like the you know the crux of the unpleasantness with him and Andy, uh, and it's just like I think it's the first uh, moment this season where I'm just like, oh, there, there, there's a, there's my guy. Yeah. So cut to the football field. Jack's being interviewed by Dawson for his little um, news segment. His little news segment. All right, his big news segment. I don't know how long it's gonna be. His I'm national sorry. news segment, man. So it could still be little. Sounds like you're being uh, passive aggressive. Why would I be passive aggressive? They're not real people. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who am I being passive aggressive towards? <laughs> Dawson. <laughs> Obviously. I'm just Team Mitch, right? <laughs> you uh, know? Uh, 
You know what? I heard, football I heard game going I heard on. otherwise. I heard, I heard you weren't Team Mitch at all. He asked Jack about football, and Jack's like, listen, I don't know anything about football. I just learned to play yesterday. The only thing I know less is about, is about football is being gay. I love. I fucking love that line. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then Dawson should have been like, yeah, I don't know anything about either of those <laughs> things either. <laughs> Mitch comes over and tells uh, Jack that, you know, he's got to go run his 40s. He's got to stretch and go run. And just because you cut a tenth of a second off your time doesn't mean you get to slack off. It's like, I don't know. That's a lot. That, Cutting no, a yeah. tenth of a second off your time is a yeah. lot. Do you not? Do you not know how running is? <laughs> How sprints go? Yeah, like that's a huge improvement. This is the most uh, we've seen him just like project. I'm I'm fucking coach Mitch. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> stop bu- stop bugging my gay wide receiver. Dawson's like, hey, while he goes off, do you mind like doing a quick interview with me? It won't take a long time. And Mitch is like, no. Ah, doing that shit. Listen, I got stuff to do. Like, oh, we'll do it later. All right. I just need to f- get these guys focused right now. I gotta uh, turn it in tonight. So the team's just like all kind of stretching and Henry is showing his Doug Flutie teeth guard that he got from the field somehow. Um, Doug Flutie, a, you know, uh, for this region, they're in like the New England area would have been a huge star for these kids. The hail, the hail, hail, that Boston college hail Mary. Yeah. Which they call the pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this would have been a huge deal for these kids. Uh, the lowest drafted person to ever win Heisman. Who's so tiny? Yeah, five nine. Got hit and like announced at five nine, which means fucking five seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's like when people say like Jose Altuve is like five eight, and it's like uh, uh my fucking ass, Jose Altuve is five eight. Yeah, Jed walks over and she's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "It's Doug Flute." Flutie's mouthpiece. Uh, I, I, I win. I'm, 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 I'm around Jen. I just don't. I can't. I can't put w- w- words together. <laughs> is it a go, go, like, go, ghost? Yeah. Like, what, is, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, it's like, I get it. He's supposed to be nervous around Jen because he's in love with her. Yeah. But it's like, put a couple fucking words together, man. Yeah, man. Be cool. Be cool. Why can't you just be cool? Yeah, Jed's like, oh, that's gross. You're weird. I'm out of here. (laughs) Which is the perfect reaction. No, that's like classic. I would not expect Jen to react any other way than, I'm out of here. Yeah. Fucking weird, man. It's somebody's mouth. Huh. I mean, you hope he washed it. Why would he wash it? Then then it it would be just any, it it would be, they might as well be anybody's mouthpiece at that point. You can't wash it. You gotta get the DNA on there, man. The fluty residue is what makes it makes it magic. Yeah, it's like you know, like when they do those like antique road show, and yeah. then the guy brings in like something that he like completely cleaned, and they're like, "The fuck!" If, yeah. you, if you hadn't cleaned it, it would have been worth ten thousand dollars. Now it's worth five. Totally. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't. You can't wash it. Right, but I mean, he's not. He's. He's not in the middle of Tennessee trying to see if he can get three hundred dollars for that thing. Yeah, he is. He literally will be. Yeah, t- yeah. It turns out. No, yeah. now he will go to Tennessee. Yeah. Show a guy, shows a guy in a bow tie and is like, "Hey, how much can I get for this?" Five hundred dollars, apparently. Jen is walking in the halls, and the other prep girls stop her. Like, "Hey, Jen, are you like you don't you like you know like you should like look better?" <laughs> She's like, "What?" Hey. You look fucking stupid. Hey, Graham told me that. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like we got this like silent auction thing going on. You're going to like, or we've like bid you off to the highest bidder to kiss somebody. And she's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what? How come nobody tells me anything? I'm the head cheerleader. She like took on the job and, and decided to be like a real, like, um, like run a puppet regime. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a fucking figurehead. Yeah, I'm just a figurehead. You guys do whatever you normally yeah. do. Or it's like, uh, like, I have like two two problems with this exchange. Number one, like, like all these pep squad girls wanted her to be the head cheerleader, precisely because uh she is the person that is that dresses the way that Jen is dressed. Mm-hmm. And like them, kind of like pulling her card and being like, "Hey, dress normal." I don't like it. Just se- it seems anathema to the reasoning that they uh, gave to have her be the head cheerleader. Like I don't get their motivation to want her to straighten up. Uh, just like you know, I don't know, girl stuff. <laughs> I don't I mean, have an yeah, answer that, for that you. Might, like, no, girl stuff. Like, this yeah. girl stuff, I guess maybe. Hey, listen, man. I wasn't looking for... I'm not looking for you to solve my problems. I'm just looking for you to listen. Barely doing um, that. I know. So, well, so much to listen to. You, you, gotta, you gotta tune in and tune out. And Jen's just not into it. She is... Yeah. She's reached the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Like, she's done. Yeah. Like, I'm out. I can... Se- secret makeout auction. Yeah, then she has this monologue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that she... You know, it's kind of like... I don't know. It's not cheesy, but it's just... They've given her like two or three monologues this season, sort of in that exact same vein, and they never work. Yeah, it's very similar to the the first monologue where she talks about Belinda. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I mean, she's doing a good job, like, saying those words. But like, Right, yeah. I think we're supposed to think it's like a much more clever monologue than it really comes off. Totally. It's like it like at this point, and I don't know if it's just an intervening 20 ish years uh, and the sort of the tropes that she's trying to express are just so well worn obvious now. But it's just like you think you're really um, you've really got like life pegged with with these uh, monologues. And it's just I don't know, just talking. Yeah, but she's done. She's over it. Donezo. I like Jen's look. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. Hey, Tom Bien. I'm into it. I think she looks fine. I don't know what the, these ladies are uh, upset about. We cut to Andy. This storyline could give a shit about. Could couldn't give half a shit about. Like Andy's whole like see the C story is so. Yeah. St- this is like to show that Andy has a conscience. It's like we. Know but later, that. I would argue, Andy's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but we'll get to it when yeah. when she does a speech. Like, yeah. Yeah, but she runs into an EST person. I don't know, like, I don't know what he's he's doing at the school. But she thinks that, oh, no, maybe they found out that she cheated. Right. Well, because this guy acts like he's in the fucking CIA, so whatever he's doing must be important. Yeah, he's acting like everything is so fucking important. Yeah, Yeah, so she thinks that they found out she cheated and that they're going to, like, bust her. So she starts to spiral. (laughs) Yeah, all all Andy needs is a kernel, like, a kernel of something, and especially something scholastic. And it's just like, well, off to the races. Yeah. Sh- shouldn't have come a day early, Pacey. Joey and Pacey are walking down, like, back road. Pacey's got um, a package. So they, I guess they had gone to the post office first, picked up this package, and now they're walking down the road. And Joey's like, why can't we just drive? Huh. And Pacey's like, well, my dad has a used to car sometime. Which is funny. 
which is like, yeah, yeah, he's funny a cop. Thing. Yeah, he's a cop, and, and he's always he's say it's it's, it's it's like meta, but it works. Like he's yeah. always driving his dad's. Car. Yeah, it's like a funny thing to say. It's a funny thing. To, it's, <laughs> it's a funny, funny thing, thing to say. To say. <laughs> it's a funny thing for P- Pacey to say. <laughs> it's like we're talking to the writers and condescending to them. Pacey, hey, that's a funny thing to say. But Pacey is like, hey, if you want to get there quicker, you're going to have to stick your thumb out and uh, do a little hitchhiking because nobody's going to pick me and you up. It's like, what year is this? 1972. Apparently. Yeah. Was it Badlands? Unfortunately, the first car that rolls up is Principal Green. I would say fortunately. This town has had a murderer in the last couple of years. (laughs) Yes, it could have been anybody, Joey. Could have been that guy. Could have been one of your dad's uh, rival gang members. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, could have been the Cape Cod cartel, man. Yeah, could take it out the whole family, you know. Yeah, don't want to leave any loose ends. You're a loose end, Potter. Yeah, idiot. So, Pistol Green's like, it's your lucky day. I'll be able to drive you back to school. If that's what you were trying to do, right? Yeah, get in the car, you dumb shit. And then uh, Pacey jumps out of the bush, holding apparently poison oak. Which, by the way, I love. I like uh, Pacey's uh, dive into the bush. Committed, really committed, committed to yeah. it. And, uh, you know, they, we cut to, it's like, looks like 8 p.m. Yeah. Football practice is over. It's yep. pretty dark. Uh, Dawson walks into the locker room. He's just been waiting this whole time. Yeah. Hey, Dad, do you, can we do that? Can we do that interview now? He's like, what interview? For my yeah. story. What story? You know, on Jack. You're doing a story on Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For mom. I got to I got to send it in tomorrow. You got to send it somewhere. It's for yeah. mom. You have a it's mom. For mom? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, are we just going to pass these downs back and forth? And this is literally Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I talked to you about this yesterday. Do you not remember any of it? I'm doing a story on Jack for mom's television show. He immediately is like, the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Not on my fucking watch. Listen, I got a lot of shit going on. I got a principal who loves football breathing down my neck. I got to win this game, and you're going to put Jack's story on TV. It's going to be a huge distraction. It's not happening. Uh, Number one, none of your players watch the news. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch has a lot of priorities, and none of them are Dawson's story or his ex-wife's TV show. Mitch's argument is like, they're going to find out my star player before the game even starts. And right. they're going to they're going to create all these plays around him. It's like Oh yeah, oh. this entire like this entire this entire storyline is written by somebody who doesn't know how sports works. Has never watched football. <laughs> yeah. None of it plays because you're just like, well, that that's not how this would work. The thing is they already have plays to shut down the wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's called that literally defense. is like a fundamental of yeah. football. Listen, they're gonna find out we have a star wide receiver. And they're gonna start defending the pass. Once they see that, they'd be able. To, they would have shifted immediately. Yeah, and it's like if they find out who the star player is before the game, they won't have to wait three or four plays to be like, oh, that that that's him. <laughs> oh, that's the guy. That guy's really good. Yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. It, it, it literally is written by somebody who doesn't know anything about f- sports or football. Yeah, I almost, like, for a second, I wanted to give it, like, the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. just be like, 
is this supposed to illustrate that Mitch doesn't know how football works? <laughs> no, because the, the not, solution yeah. to it later on is also like written about like, oh yeah, yeah. you don't know, nobody knows how football works. <laughs> yeah, you're all making plans that uh, that would amount to nothing. Yeah, so you know Dawson gets shut down. I think pretty awful. Like Mitch doesn't yeah. even one. We find out he hasn't even been listening to Dawson. <laughs> like apparently, which yeah. Hey. Hey, he's known Dawson for 16 years. Dawson's verbose. I get it. You want to tune him out sometimes, but like, yeah, it's but like, he's also the only parent in the house now. Totally. Yeah. Be a dad. Yeah. So he hasn't been listening to him. He's been like just all involved in the football, you know, and on top of it, his son telling him, hey, this might be the first professional project I get to do. Whoopty shit. Nationally televised project. Yeah. Could have cared less. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, well, I'm a coach of a football team. I'm a coach of a, like, shitty football team. Not, like, a Division One school. You know yeah, what I mean? Not no. even, like... Yeah. You're not at a Division One school. Like, this is nothing. Yeah, you're not a D1 feeder school. <laughs> like, uh, like people don't go to, like, the U from here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wish... Dawson had said earlier has just been like dad who cares <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. gives a shit about any of this yeah Joey talks about it later yeah. though but, uh, actually in the seat so like yeah, Mitch doesn't need this shit <laughs> yeah so uh, sometime later Dawson shows up at Joey's mm-hmm. work it's like hey can we talk <laughs> I know like a lot of other stuff's been going on between us but I just need somebody to kind of I need some advice. I just need to ask for some advice. And you're the most um, trusting like, person I trust. So can I ask you? And she's like, yeah, what are ex-girlfriends who get dumped for? First off, she didn't get dumped. She said... You got that pussy rejected. <laughs> no, but before right. that, oh, yeah, she yeah. said, you ruined my family. I will never forgive you for this, Dawson. Well, he did. Never, <laughs> ever, as long as I live. Till the day I die, I will never forget that you made me do right. this. I wore a wire <laughs> for you. That's when the relationship's sure. over. Then. Yeah, yeah. Ex-girlfriend, then. Right. By her choice. Right. So she didn't get done. No, but like her conception of it isn't like uh, we we got back to a detente and then I tried to bang you and then- uh, No, but they did not get back to a detente. No, I- they did not get no, back to I a detente. In reality, that's not what happened. But like, that's what that's what there she was, was no that's what she was gunning for. There was no detente. No, I know that. They were on a break. They were they, not on no, a they break. Were they, on a, were on the they were on the break. Permanent. It was over, <laughs> yeah. son. Three months later, summer's totally. gone. No, you're, you're pretty. He comes back. They haven't seen each yeah, other. You're in the choir, man. I know. I'm just saying, not fair, Joey. No, no that's, not fair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that it's number one? It, that, that is not a fair characterization. Although. I do think it's funny that, like, Dawson shows up and is just like, listen, a lot of things have been going on. Let's, let's just, let's just, like, be cool and give me advice. <laughs> My olive branch is you need to help me. I've been thinking a little bit about the rejection. Uh-huh. Maybe we're a little unfair to Dawson. Eh, uh, uh, elaborate. If the roles were reversed. He's wagging his dick at her. Yeah, <laughs> he takes off his pants. Uh, does the helicopter. People are allowed to reject whoever they want to sure. reject, and that doesn't make them a bad person. You know, <laughs> Dawson is allowed to reject totally. her. He is. like that's like we should like I, I you know I think we were being a little too hard on him. He is allowed totally. to reject her because we would say that like Joey is allowed to reject Rob. I wouldn't say that. 
<laughs> That's her boss. Her boss yeah. what he oh, what are, her are, you on, are you on the clock? <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? Um, welcome to business. You know, like if the worlds were reversed, we would be like, no, Joey can reject totally. Dawson. She, she doesn't, that shouldn't make her the bad totally. guy. I, th- like, I think we were both just sort of reacting to it uh, more, just more viscerally. Like, I, yeah. yeah. I think we were just uh, very empathetic towards. Uh, Joey at the totally. time, but you know, now that I've thought about it more, I, no, Dawson's allowed to reject. Yeah, totally. For whatever reason, he he doesn't have to have sex with somebody just to because they want him to have sex or you know with them. Or someone had told me that in my twenties, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, like <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, like maybe we're being a little unfair. Totally. To yeah, I I I I, uh, I I see where you're coming from. Like, yeah. So I just want to say I apologize to, to Dawson. Dawson. Dawson can reject sure. whoever he wants to reject for whatever reason. He wishes to reject that person. Just because somebody's whole self-esteem is built on this moment, it doesn't mean you have to do something. She deserves it. You give it to her. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, we would never say that about... No, absolutely not. ...a guy if it was in reverse. Yeah, so he tells Joey that, like, you know, I got this project that will potentially air on my mom's TV station, but... Mitch is like not into it. Like don't he care. thinks it's gonna be a distraction, <laughs> and Joey's like, "But don't you think like you being able to do a story on national TV trumps a small town football game?" And the answer is, of course it does. <laughs> but in this moment, uh, we see Dawson having a little bit of empathy for Mitch and being like, "Yeah, but you know, stuff hasn't really gone super well for Mitch." Yeah, like the whole. Help they didn't work out. His marriage didn't work <laughs> out. He wasn't like the greatest substitute right. teacher. That didn't like really pan out. And now he's got this football thing that he seemingly seems very excited about. And, and it's like it's like he's talking about his fuck up son. <laughs> no, no, that's what this whole episode is about. What do you think? Should I do this? And like, like metaphorically stab my dad in the heart. <laughs> like, and Joey's pretty much like, yeah, yeah. you should. Fuck it. I'm sorry, but at least your dad's still out here. So does you gotta hurt your dad's fucking uh, feelings. <laughs> at least you like sleep in the same uh house. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, well she says like, you know, sometimes we fight our fathers and they're there, and sometimes we fight their fa- our fathers and we lose them forever. Um sometimes we turn turn state's evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, you gotta do yeah, do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, you got to decide how you want to live your life, you know? Yeah. What's important to you? You can't go through your life trying to manage your father's feelings. I feel like this is the first time that it's clearly vocalized that kelp is uh, is no longer a project that Mitch is pursuing. <laughs> and, I, and like when he said that, I just remember, I was, like as I was watching, I was like, oh, you know what? You just, you, just, you just heard a dream die, and I was like, uh, I didn't expect myself to have a moment of uh, pour a little liquor out for the uh, scuba restaurant. Tasa says, you know, I, yeah, but if if I do this thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. Fuck him up, son. <laughs> Joey's like, I think according to Freud, that's literally what your sons are supposed yeah. to do. You marry your mother metaphorically by giving her this tape. Tasa's like, thanks, thanks for listening to me, and he hands her the VH. A VHS tape. Yeah. And she's like, what's this? This better not be Hugh jacking off, okay? Seven hours of Hugh jacking off. <laughs> so, um, uh, come to think of it, stop it after the first thing you see. And he said, I, I found this. I thought you would enjoy it. Cut to the next morning. Jen's in bed. 
we have the squad over her with Grimm. Ilan Omar, Alex, Cortez. Yeah, yeah, Presley. Yeah. You want to play a spot the minority? We have a minority in the scene. Oh, yeah. No, she was. Yeah, yeah, there's one black cheerleader. Grams let her in the house, which, hey, hey, (laughs) season three, Grams, huh? (laughs) They're telling her that, you know, if you don't get up and do this thing, it's going to, it's going to be really shitty to have to go tell the orphans that, like, they're not getting their $500. And she's like, somebody bid $500 to kiss me. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, this money is for orphans? Yeah. The CCHPC? <laughs> yeah, I was like... <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, totally. It's the, it's the Cape Side County home, home for, for parentless, parentless children. children. No, like, that, that, that was super <laughs> like funny. parentless children. It's like... Uh, it's like... It's like... That's like one of those names uh, where it's just like, oh, was it founded in like the 1870s when they just called yeah, them that? Yeah, yeah. Probably. For, for, the, for the tiny and indigent? Yeah. Yeah, so somebody dropped... Like five Benjamins to uh, which in ninety ninety seven was like, or ninety eight or ninety nine, whenever this hey, late nineties. Yeah, with the, for the late nineties was a lot of money. You know, they tell Jen, listen, you don't have to be the head cheerleader. Like somebody else will take care of that. But like, just just do this for us. Yeah. You know, do this for the children. And you know, Wu Tang for the children. Teach the children. Jen is for the children Jen is for too. The children. You know. Yeah, Jen's here to teach the children. She bought those fishnets that costed her a lot of money. We cut to Principal Green asking if Andy has a minute. He has something to like tell her on Monday morning. Like, just fucking don't do that shit. I hate that shit. Get me on Monday. (laughs) When you find out what he has, like, why couldn't he just tell her that? (laughs) Like, it was like literally like took her five seconds. (laughs) Like, and it's like, hey, will you have some time on Monday? Am I a 16-year-old at school? I got all the fucking time in the world if you need I me. I hate it when people are like, hey, I got to tell you something later on. Oh, totally. On. I'll just tell me now. Oh, no, I don't got time. Well, then you shouldn't have told me you need to tell me something later on. Or tell me tell me why you can't tell me now. Like, is there a slideshow? It just, like, makes you feel like, well, it must be important for you to make an appointment to tell me something. And it must be, it must be bad because you don't want to just, like, tell me now. Yeah. People don't make appointments for things that aren't serious. No. Abortions? Yeah. Fucking uh, citizenship papers. Um, D- dental dental work. Dental work. Um, surgery. Uh, yeah. First date. But. I don't know. So what a weird what a weird thing to call a first date, an appointment. <laughs> well, I'll pencil you in in my appointment an appointment. <laughs> With this girl tomorrow. Yeah, so he, like, totally freaks her out. So think about that all weekend. Like, she's already freaked out when she saw the EST guy. Yeah. Now she's, like, doubly freaked out because of this. And then he walks into the his office, Joey and Pacey are in there. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what a weird cut, yeah. right? Like, shouldn't this cut have happened, like, a long time ago? Yeah, absolutely. He drove them back and was like, go back to class. In a few days, I'll call you into my office yeah. and we'll talk about it. This, this guy is always making appointments with people to do serious things. I feel like he has a real laissez-faire approach to scheduling. Like, he's got, like, a list of things he needs to do in a day and then just kind of hops back and forth as they occur to him. He opens a box and tells them that they have to do something and we're like, they don't want to do it, clearly. So we we have no idea what it is at this point. Right. You have to hide a body. So this isn't Friday Night Lights, man. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, like Principal Green's like is a real uh, mover and shaker in this episode. Like this is the most this is like the most stuff they've had him do. Yeah. He definitely was there for like a couple of days. <laughs> but everything he does is so like semi-connected and yet disconnected. It's almost weird every time he pops in again. We're just like you again. Why didn't you say all the shit you needed to say already? And he's spiraling bad. She runs into uh. Jack, and Jack's like, hey, what's up? What's your problem? <laughs> and she's just, like, rambling and rambling, and he's like... You're gonna be fucking gay on TV, and Dad's gonna be upset, and I don't like it. <laughs> she goes into this, like... She, like, projects uh-huh. onto pay, onto uh, Jack, like, her fears. And you cheated on your test, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> First you cheated on your boyfriend, Jack, and then you cheated... Yeah. And he's like, what's going on? What? what, what? And you thought you, you thought you were ready to leave the institution, but it turns out maybe you will have to soon. Yeah, oh. so she's freaking out, and now she's freaking Jack out, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. Dad already knows I'm gay. He's already disappointed. Yeah. He can't be more disappointed. Yeah, like yeah, the news knows you're gay, <laughs> and so now, now Jack's like, well, now. I, w- I was already scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like you've never played football. Yeah. You know how to catch a football. You, you've you been practicing for a week, essentially. Right. This is your debut, your first game. Yeah, you're a real prodigy, but still. So they say. Right. You don't know. You've never played a game, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and Mitch has never coached football. He doesn't know either. And it's a physical game. Very physical. On top of it. So you're not used to that kind of, um like, physicality. Sure. And... Now your sister's like putting all this other like stuff on your shoulders of like how is it gonna look yeah. and like what do you like and you're like oh, I didn't think about any of this yeah. oh my god you're fucking it up for the family too Jack I don't like Annie doing this no I I know she's spiraling and she's projecting but sure. I just don't like it the only thing it's reminiscent of was the one stretch in season two where Pacey asks Andy about Jack being gay and like how she would feel about that. And that's uh, Andy I didn't like, and there's like definitely the remnants of that Andy in this, and I don't like it. She spiraled into latent homophobia. We cut to the Leary's house. Mm-hmm. They're watching the segment on TV. <laughs> Check it out. And Mitch is not happy. Yeah. First off, he's not happy that Dawson interviewed the opposing coach. <laughs> Such a weird issue. Mitch feels like he's being in some way backstabbed by his own son. Or like he's going over his head somehow. Well, in the fact that, like, I told you not to do this. So you did it anyways. That's already strike one. Uh-huh. And we're mixing sports here, but. Right. And and Dawson's like, yup. <laughs> Secondly, you went to the opposing coach. So now, even if. There was a chance that he would have not seen this. Uh, he certainly knows about it now. Number one, Mitch hates both sides journalism. And three, this is fake news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who cares? And it's like, you've interviewed the uh, opposing coach, so he knows something's up. Well, it's just like, having a player that's gay is not a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, do you think Dawson went over there with your playbook and pointed at it and were just like, this, this one will be the gay guy? How do you feel about that? This, like, opposing coach is like, I don't care if a kid comes out wearing lipstick and rouge. <laughs> like, yeah. We're going to infringe him on him the way we infringe on everybody else. No difference. Like, in the night. I guess that's some kind of progress- progressive idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's also like, it's, it's like, 
I don't like what it portends. Like we'll fuck him up. We'll fuck him up quiet style when nobody's around. Yeah, Mitch is like, I, I just fucking lost my first game. It's like, pff, yeah, with that fucking attitude. No, dude, shit, man. Here's, here's the thing: you were always gonna lose that game, man. Like, yeah, the idea that you never had it. Yeah, the idea that anyone anywhere expected you, who had never coached football before, all these assholes who'd never played football before to turn around three straight seasons of losing and, like, win that first game, that is an unreasonable expectation from any angle. You Especially shouldn't, shouldn't from somebody from yourself, who's yeah. never coached football. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Number one, it is an unreasonable expectation. Number two, this divorce was your fault, Dawson. Uh, <laughs> type blame. It was like, great, I, I just lost my first game because you did a news story. Yeah. That's that's uh, bad carpenter blames his tools. <sighs> It's more than that. A bad dad blames his kid. Yeah. For a for, uh, football team that he's not involved in. Yeah, he's like, now the whole world knows about Jack. It's like, eh. they don't really know anything besides he's gay. Yeah. They don't know how he feels about art. <laughs> or li- lightning. Lightning. Um, they don't know that he, actually, that he has actually dated women. Mitch is like, don't make me out to be the bad guy here, Dawson. I'm actually the good guy. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bitch. Number one, get the fuck out of here. Number two, I love, like, I that's, like, such a fucking child thing. It was like, I'm actually the good guy. Just, like, using the word actually is fucking hilarious. Well, he doesn't say actually. He just says, don't make me out to be the bad guy. Right. Which is inferring that, like, because I'm actually uh, the good guy. Yeah, because uh, there's two of us here, and if I'm not the bad guy. And then Dawson goes in just being like, listen, I respect you. But for whatever reason, (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I'm not the son you want. You want you wish I was more football, blah, 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 because that's all you fucking care about. You could deal with me being gay. And he's like, "Uh, I watch all those dumb movies with you. (laughs) (laughs) Like he literally comes back with, I watch all those fucking dumb movies with you. Like I try to like be like supportive of your stupid little film shit. (laughs) All of a sudden I like one thing. And I'm being self-centered. <laughs> How many Spielberg movies I sit down and waste my time with you? <laughs> <laughs> he says this thing, which is like pretty like low blow for a father to say to a son. He like calls him like self-righteous or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be find it. I'm just trying to break you out of your self-centered, self-righteous fantasy world long enough to look out for other people. When is it my responsibility to look out for you? What are you saying? saying i parent you dad i walk in on you having sex i give you advice i'm the kid around here and sometimes i might even act like it oh shit yeah fucking that's what you're doing that's why we, that's why this is like the second time oh, we've talked shit. this week this is about me <laughs> yeah this is a, no this is, yeah this is obviously a strategy mitch yeah. and then dawson like oh we want to get real we want to get real here oh huh, okay, okay okay let's get real here pops like first off I'm the motherfucker who parents you, all right? I walk into right. you having sex. Gross. I have to, like, give you advice. Like, I'm a fucking kid. Maybe sometimes I'm going to act like a fucking kid. How about that, you piece of shit? You'll only come over to cook breakfast if food is already here. <laughs> That's some shit I'm supposed to do in college, Dad. <laughs> How's your fucking loft? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like, framed as like a give and take of, of criticism but it's just like fucking Mitch is like Mitch is like 100% wrong like this whole thing he doesn't say or do a thing right no 
he might as well have just been yelling, I'm the baby. I'm the baby, wipe the bottom. Just because you're a parent doesn't mean you obviously don't matter. Your life doesn't matter. And things that aren't important to you aren't important anymore. Kind of does. But to not recognize that in this moment, your son is asking you for help and asking you to be seen by you. Right. And then telling him that he's self-centered when he's all he's asking is to be seen by you and be heard from by you. Right. Is like a poor move. Totally. Yeah. And especially, especially from the um, uh, architect, uh, founder, and designer of Kelp for the last like fucking two and a half seasons. Like, you know what? You know what, Dawson? You're real self-centered. It's like you've had your face in a diorama for two and a half years. You butt fuck. Ah, fuck it. I don't want to talk about Mitch anymore. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I made myself mad. <laughs> like it's just like the amount yeah. of like justification that Mitch goes through to like. Oh yeah. Like make him seem like what he's doing is right is. Just like, God, you are a parent, though. You are a parent, though, right? <laughs> like, like I understand, like, sometimes as a parent, you got to give them the real dope, right? Sure. But with at this moment, you're not listening. Yeah, and also, like, your conception of, uh, like, you maybe, you maybe need to go back to the drawing board and, uh, like, reconceive, like, how being a dad is. So we uh, cut to the next day, Saturday, game day. Saturday afternoon game or Saturday morning game. It's hard to tell. Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, bright. Yeah, maybe 50 people at this game. Like, yeah. like it which, doesn't seem like a very huge crowd. Uh, makes, all makes tight sense. shots. Every yeah. shot of the crowd is tight. <laughs> like, So they, you know, they're playing football and they have just zoned in on Jack as every play is going to Jack. Maybe like have run some running plays, have like... Sure. Like throw to a different receiver, like yeah. That's and that's that's the thing. It's just like, oh man, they're they're gonna zero in uh, on Jack and just tackle him all day. It's like you keep throwing him the ball. They won't touch him if he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, but he has no other. Apparently, there's no other offensive offensive option. <laughs> or or even as a coach, Mitch is like looking for somebody else to blame for like, oh man, they keep beating up Jack. You you assholes. <laughs> Not my so, bad. So uh, Dawson's like, man, I think I fucking ruined everything. <laughs> Ugh, they're going to kill Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all my fault somehow. <laughs> yeah, and then we see Joey and Pacey fight over this costume, so I guess they have to, like, their punishment is to have to dress up like... Be a horse. Like a horse, yeah. And yeah. they're fighting over who gets to be the rear and who gets to be the front. The one with the dick is the rear. Well, if it's a female horse. Yeah, the fucking female horse mascot for a football team. Come on, this is a second. This is a sexist ass <laughs> city. Paisley's like, please, I, I want to be the front. I want you to sniff my butt <laughs> the whole time. Like this is such like an old timey like comedy bit. Yeah, like this like, literally is like an I Love Lucy bit. Totally. Yeah. And it's, they're arguing over who's Ethel. Yeah, and it's just like it's so fucking weird and funny. Yeah, but like, yeah, they, the Paisley's like, please, I get car sick yeah. when I'm in the rear. That is fine. <laughs> like, okay. She's yeah. like, okay, I guess I'll fucking smell your butt. <laughs> this whole scene is from a different episode and maybe a different show, but like, it's some, it like, didn't bother me. Yeah, it does feel like Joey and Pacey are in a like completely different timeline. Yeah. Alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what, what, what are we doing? Bits over here? 
this football team's gonna kill your your uh, gay ex-boyfriend yeah then we cut to a scene where i just i was like fuck it we cut to andy and she's Uh confessing her her cheating to the principal right at least that's what it's making it look like right she's going through the whole story she's getting emotional she's crying whole spiel and then it turns out she's saying this into a mirror because she's a fucking psychopath who has to practice to, like, emote. And, like, yeah. she's going to go and, like, pretend to, like, have a conscience and care. Like, that's right. what it comes off as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, as I was watching it, I, it just, like, I I kind of assumed it would end up that she was talking to a mirror. And as it started, I was treating it as, like, oh, she's, you know, always prepared type A person. Yeah, when she starts emoting and stuff and like practicing that then it's just like fucking uh brown better be visible on that uh on that uh mirror or this is like some sociopath shit it's like a very american psycho moment for her totally yeah what like i don't know why they did this oh yeah it's the it's like it's the phil collins monologue i guess like it's supposed to be she's just that's just her she just practices everything uh but when she gets to emoting, it's just like, it feels like she's practicing emoting so that she will get off yeah. easy. Yeah. And it's one thing, like, if it was a, if they had framed it like, somehow it framed it like she practices emoting, like, if, if it was like something that she learned in the program because she has emotional difficulties, like if it's like a coping strategy, but there's like no, no, no such luck. So yeah, it just feels like, all right, this is the point where a human being would start to emote. I will start to emote now. But even if it is some kind of coping thing, mm. it is w- weird. Like, the only reason why you would want to emote in that situation is because you want to get away with it. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Like, if you're just like, I have a problem with, like, emoting in those situations. But if, like, and you I don't care about right getting <laughs> you don't care about getting into trouble, why would you need to, like, emote in that situation unless, like, you want to get out of trouble? Right. So that's what it's trying to, like, she's trying to manipulate. Yeah, it's purely strategic either way. Yeah, either way. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just, like, I don't like it. The yeah. the trickery of, like, her talking to herself instead of the principal doesn't, it's not a big enough payoff for that, um, for that, to, such a huge character flaw for her. Yeah, you ended the scene too creepy. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, like, I don't think the payoff is, is worth it. Just to be yeah. like, oh, she was talking to herself the whole time. Yeah, talk, talk, talking some underhanded shit. Yeah, like, you're just like, this is some fucking psychopath shit right here. <laughs> I'm going to get away with it if I just about correctly at the right time. I'm not trying to shame the mentally ill, but like, this is this is uh, trifling. Crazy. This is crazy people shit. <laughs> this is crazy shit. Yeah. This is not crazy shit. This is manipulative shit. Like, that, uh, like, crazy like a fox. Uh, yeah, like crazy like a fox. Not like mental issue thing. This is like crazy like a fox. This is some Amber Heard shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Principal Depp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to dupe him. Yeah. So we're at uh, halftime, and uh, the team's being crushed. It's 21-0. Right. Mitch is, you know, he's. this is that, like, give the speech moment, prep your team up. Sure. I don't know enough about football to encourage you. Let's go out to have one of the great comebacks of uh, Cape Side history, right? He talks about... Uh, and, like, three three touchdowns is one of the great comebacks in uh, Cape Side history? You guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah. 
plenty of game left, baby. Plenty of game left. That's the speech you got to give. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he talks about Sun Tzu, which everybody who plays sports or is a CEO of something like talks about. Uh, yeah, so he's talking about the art of war. And Dawson comes in and... I know that book too. <laughs> not only can Mitch not figure out a strategy to win the game, Dawson has to come in and save him. Again, as if he is the child. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're starting to talk about that, that fucking book. You can't remember any of that shit, so I'll, <laughs> I'll help out. Yeah, so um, Dawson's plan is, well, because they are attacking Jack... We will disguise Jack by first rubbing like oil and dirt on their, the numbers so that they can't be seen. So we'll combine not understanding the way in which football is played by not understanding the way that positions are. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, he's just the guy who's running the the wide receiver pattern. <laughs> like, I mean, like yeah. we feel we don't need the numbers. He'll be the guy standing where he's been standing this whole time. <laughs> Not a lot of complex formations. And then he brings in the cheerleaders and they'll put makeup on all the boys so that they can't be, uh-huh. you know, you can't tell one from the other. Their height, yeah, like their height. And again, where they've been standing the entire <laughs> right, time. Right, like. Is the quarterback But like, Jack? that's the thing, like, they could have done a trick play, right? Yeah, something football. Like, if they're going to do this disguise thing, put Jack as, like, on the line, right? Or something like that. Yeah, do or do some flea, some flea flicker shit. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he breaks off the line and runs off for for a pass, right? That would like, oh, there's Jack. Yeah, yeah that that would have made sense, <laughs> but he stands where like he's supposed to stand as a wide receiver and runs the pattern he's supposed to run. <laughs> and also, like, it, it is not like college or early two thousands NFL. Like, there's not like sunglass visors in front of their face masks. Like, you can still see everybody's face. We're going to see their eyeballs. No, but he put makeup on them, so he can't. Right, but Jack has Jack has beautiful eyes. <laughs> like, clearly, nobody knows anything about football. Yeah. It's like, if, 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 like, if Dawson's, like, put that plan together, but didn't tell you what it was for, you would never guess, like, oh, it's for football. It was like, none of that would work. But they go with it, and the other team is, like, What's going on? Which is like completely fair because like all of a sudden like wait wait what's but, happening? <laughs> but it's not that it's not because of strategy. It, it looks like your opposing team has gone crazy. Yeah, they deface their uniforms. <laughs> you spent your halftime just putting on like blush and eyeshadow. Like what's going on? on? And, and ruining your jerseys. <laughs> and then like Henry is like. Try to find the homo now, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa! I, I, think I, fa- I think I found eleven of them. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's not your word. That's not your word, Henry. <laughs> but you know, nineteen ninety nine or ninety eight or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's like you get it. It's in so- it's solidarity. We're lucky that he didn't use the f word. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. that that would have been fu- that would have been some real shit. So the plan's kind of working out. We're one touchdown away from the win. Don't call it a comeback. You know, they stopped the uh, opposing team three times and uh, scored three times. They, like, really just totally, ch- like, changed yeah. the, the game, apparently. The Stuff, team was... Stuffed them and then scored? The team was confused for three possessions, at least. <laughs> like, yeah. to be just Listen, like... I don't know who any of these people are. But then not only that, it 
completely killed the opposition team's offense. Like they were just like, we'll give up. Right. We're, in our, we're in our head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> if I can't figure out who your quarterback is, how is my quarterback supposed to know who he is? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, Think about it. They got one play left. Time's running out. Right. Uh, they're going to, you know, we're going to pass the jack like we always do. That's the yeah, only no play shit. we have, right? <laughs> Guys, we're going to use the element of surprise again. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, everyone, uh, everyone on the opposing team who didn't know who I was, it is I, Jack the wide receiver. Surprise. By the way, you could still see the numbers. <laughs> by the dude, by the last play, it's like they didn't do any it's like they all just got some dirt on their uh jerseys. Like the jerseys got cleaner as they went on. <laughs> probably from the from referees being like, You can't cover your numbers like that. I need to know who's I need to know who's doing what. Yeah. They run a play, obviously to Jack. Jack going going long. Yep. Goes down for the touchdown, game winning touchdown. They win the game, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Which is, hey, man, it's not a, it's that's a, that's a good game. Yeah, they got you know a couple field goal, like a field goal in there too. Like, yeah. Um, so everybody's celebrating, and literally in this scene where they're celebrating, clean jerseys. Everybody's got a clean jersey. Spotless. <laughs> There's a shot it's on like a different day. Continuity could care less. <laughs> Or it's like, or it's like the impl- the uh, implication is that Cape Side is such a rich school that like, oh, we have our post game jerseys that we wear to celebrate. We don't want to look disgusting. But then now Jen knows it's time. It's time for the kiss. <sighs> so before that, I gotta, I gotta kiss kiss probably like some fifty year old, somebody with like five hundred dollars. <laughs> and he runs down and is about to confess her sins to Principal Green, but then. Yeah. Before she can, Principal Green tells her, listen. Leave me alone. I, I told you I was going to do this Monday, but I, I guess you want to do it now. I just want to ask you to be on um disciplinary board. Yeah, the academic disciplinary yeah. board. Yeah. No. Yeah, and she's like, what? I want you to be head narc. Yeah, student disciplinary uh, committee. And she's like, right. oh, hell yeah. I can hide all my <laughs> like shit, yeah. shit now. Because I mean, I'm a all fucking hell. psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, Principal Green, you picked the wrong woman to give power to right now. My conscience wasn't because I felt bad cheating. Yeah. I just didn't want to get caught. <laughs> nah. That would ruin uh, my fa- me and my family worse than uh, Jack's news story. Like, it really just makes her out to be, like, yeah. kind of cold-hearted and careless. Yeah. Like, it's it's just like some boss bitch shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she finds out that it's totally just like this disciplinary council thing, and she's like, yeah. uh, "Fuck it, I'm a psychopath. Peace." Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be RGB or RBG. Yeah, of school. Yeah. And just like the rest of the scenes with Andy in this episode, like it was unrewarding. <laughs> Jen's waiting for her kiss, and the person who made the bid is riding on the horse. What, <laughs> like? Yeah. So on Joey, <laughs> like the horse is not um, the mascot of the bad. team. The mascot's the Minuteman. So like yeah. this horse and, is just like, like a tertiary costume that they had sitting around. Yeah, he should he should be being piggybacked by one of the Minutemen. Yeah, but we find out that it's Henry, yeah. and Henry, she's like, "How did you come up with five hundred dollars, you poor person?" Slang and rock. And he's like, 
mouthpiece. I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> and she like is moved by the fact that he had sold his uh, memorial. She calls it a memorial mouthpiece. Like, yeah, Doug Floyd is still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah she's kind of like, she's like, I don't know if I should be grossed out or incredibly touched by that. Yeah. A little bit of both, Jen. A little bit of both. Sure. But like, if you're charitable, lean, lean towards t- touched. Look at him. He's harmless. Yeah, he can't even speak. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the guy, the guy dropped five hundred dollars to be standing there, and he just can't even spit out a like. Uh, it was my good luck charm. I sold it. Yeah, and he like tells her, "Listen, you you don't have to kiss me. You know, if you don't want to, I just want to like stand in front of you <laughs> and stare." <laughs> straight simp behavior, man. Yeah, Henry straight simp and Jen, one hundred percent. Certain. I can uh, I paid five hundred dollars to stand here. Like I can look through your window for free, and I will. I'm creepy. The crowd, you know, they want to see kiss. I don't like this. This is a lot of pressure. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like if you're like at like some fucking like arena rock mm-hmm. show, and like the the crowd starts yelling at some lady to show her tits or something <laughs> like that, and it's just like oh no, this is like this is like this is gang this is like gang molesty. I do not like this. But Jen doesn't just like give him a pack. Like she goes in there, she gives him a real kiss. Yeah, it wasn't a five hundred dollar kiss, but it was like uh, worth probably worth the price of admission for. Uh, oh yeah, and he's got re- Michael Pitt's got real kissable lips. You get it? Uh, yeah, she definitely goes in for a real kiss, and he's like, worth it, worth it. Shit, yeah. I thought I was gonna end up with a handshake, and I would have been fine with it. Yeah, but that's not it. A- oh, good for Henry. It's not over. We find out that Jen has just one homecoming queen. Right. 1999 Cape Side. Man, it's like she wants out. They keep pulling her back in. Every time I get out, they pull me back in. I, I can't I can't be uh, I can't stop being popular. Yeah. It's like Jen opposite ear. <laughs> yeah. She has like a little like fist pump here that like I think is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like raises oh, her yeah, like, totally. like wand a little bit. I think it's really funny. Totally. Jack's on the bench and he comes by and it's like everything's great. And life's great. And right. she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's wrong with what you? Is, what are you doing? You're not going to humiliate anybody. Dad doesn't give a fuck about us. Yeah. Yeah. He's out like sailing or coffee or something. Parentless children. Jack's like, you're, you're fucking with my head, all right? Huh. You're fucking gaslighting me. Huh. Do you recall verbally abusing me about three hours ago? So we cut yeah. to the, the horse mascot and we find out... Uh, Pacey and Joey have paid two little dorks to get into this closet. Like, yeah. I don't know where these kids came from. Yeah. Hey, Dorcas, Malorcas, would you like to be a horse? Because they look like they're, like, too young to be in high school. Yeah, like, where did you scare you know, these miners up? And they ran off. They took uh, his dad's police truck. and uh, yeah. They're at, like, a sailboat uh, graveyard. graveyard. <laughs> like... <laughs> Where dead sailboats go to live. Yeah, and Pacey tells Joey that he bought this for like a couple hundred dollars. Off. I wasted $200, Joey. <laughs> yeah, a couple hundred dollars off uh, a guy after this thing like sank in the last hurricane. And Joey's like, right. what the fuck did you do this for? Mm. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean it up. I'm going to like, like, I'm going to get like a boat. I'm like a boat guy now. You don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be uh, like, 
uh, Pacey is making a statement of identity. I'm a boat yeah. guy. I'm boat yeah. people. And, you know, Joey is about to get on, and Pacey's like, mm-hmm. tisk tisk. Niche, niche. And she says, I'm sorry, permission to come aboard. He grants her permission and then tells Maritime her law, man. to start sanding. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be able to see my face in it. Oh, shit, you, you are never going to be able to fix this thing. He um, shows her what's in the package, and it's the um, name board for the boat. And his boat is named uh, True Love. And True Love will become a very, very big character in Dawson's Creek. Like New York and Sex in the City. Yeah, True Love becomes its own character. Like an anthropomorphized version of yeah, True Love. Yeah, he comes alive, he starts talking to, to Pacey. and <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah. yeah, so this is uh, the beginning of a pivotal moment for Pacey. Boat moment. Might be 8 p.m. again. <laughs> like, Toss has just been... It looks, eight, it looks eight-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's so dark. <laughs> like, he's been waiting for Mitch to get out. Yeah. So Mitch comes over, sits down, and tells him the story of the day he was born. And says, like, the day you were born, I bawled for 24 hours straight. Dude, all I could think was, like, of course he did. Mitch is a fucking softie. That's why, like, all this football shit is so weird. Like, the first two seasons is him being, like, like a like a poetry reading fucking emotional person. Like, here, make out with this mannequin head, because I care about you. Yeah, he was, like, a little bit of a better father in season one. Yeah, that's who Mitch is. Just suck that for so long you forget. Yeah, man, Mitch has been on a journey. Yeah, he's like, drop, drop, dropping my lady. Banging my son's mortal enemy. Coaching football, you know? Mitch Mitch has gotten lost in being in Mitch. For a little midlife crisis, Mitch. Yep. Yeah. Dying at and he says this thing, um, raising a son is more, is more a matter of faith than most people know. I don't really understand what he's trying to say. Yeah, that, like, that was, it's funny, like, I was sitting there and thinking about it, and I was like, maybe it's just, like, one of those platitudes that like writers put into movies in the late 90s that sound deep but don't really mean anything but i've never heard this before and i I don't know what he means i guess he is he saying that like there's no roadmap you just have to like trust and just go with it like i guess but like but everybody knows that (laughs) because but then dawson says so is being one it's like i don't know if this is where i don't really understand could be my lack of understanding not the writer's but I, some would say, if you're gonna write something, <laughs> try to get people to understand it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 too it's too ambiguous. Yeah. What they mean, like, yeah. It's like like a call and response that doesn't land. Yeah, but Dawson seems to understand Mitch. Like I guess what uh, Dawson is trying to say is like, I you have to have he has to have faith that his dad will ca- continue caring about him. <laughs> like I don't know. Dawson does say this thing where he's like, you know. One of the things that you've always taught me is to be my own person and to trust myself, you know, and dumb. Don't do you've that. always done that and supported me that way. And so you have been a good dad. In conclusion. <laughs> I mean, not like, not like recently, uh, yeah. but you I mean, have we're talking been. about, yeah, we're uh, like, Prepubescent Dawson really had a nice day. And he's like, I hope so. Yeah, we all hope so. Well, it's like, get better. But, like, you don't have to hook. Get yeah, better. And he's like, you know, your future belongs to you and don't let me stand. Nobody, or including myself, stand in your way. Do you, son. Do you. You selfish mother. <laughs> yeah. You self-centered. You self-centered bitch. I picture Mitch being like, you do you. Because you always and do. The, like the unspoken. 
no, yeah, and the unspoken part being because Mitch is gonna do Mitch, so he, like, yeah, we we part as acquaintances. Today. Yeah, so Mitch is like, hey, you want to go home and watch Close Encounters? And Dawson's like, eh, I thought we'd uh, throw the pigskin around, you know. And then Mitch is like, fuck it. He takes the ball, he just throws it to nobody. <laughs> Let's leave this on the field. All right. Then he, I bet you immediately, Mitch was like, I'm going to go get that and then we're going to walk home. That was more of like, to show you. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like, how, how to throw a spiral because I you can't. And the only reason I don't want to play catch with you is because I've watched you throw football. It's sad. Also, they cheat the shot where Mitch throws the football. Mitch doesn't know how to throw a football. Nope. <laughs> they cheat that shot. Like, it's so fast. Like, yeah. you can barely see it. They, like, do that fade to the ball so fast that it kind of just doesn't look like he knows how to throw a football very well. Yeah, we've seen... Did we see... Have we already seen Dawson throw a football or was it a baseball? We've seen Dawson throw a baseball for sure. Right, and he doesn't know how to do that. Uh, um, I don't... So, like, yeah, the, the Learys and throwing balls are not... Uh... Not comfortable bedfellows. But that fades into young Dawson catching the football right. in the whole movie. And what we find out is Joey's actually watching the movie. Before Jack became uh, Mitch's favorite. Yeah, so Joey's watching the movie and watching yeah. her and Dawson. And she's got a little smile on her face. Right. Yeah. Oh, I also, like, we didn't mention this, but this is the first time we ever get to see Joey's mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, earlier in the movie, we get to see Joey's mom, yeah. where she's like, this is Dawson. Say hi to Dawson. And she, like, pushes him. We didn't really talk about that. Hey. But she, like, just, like, pushes him. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Joey? Joey was always, like, mean. I get it. He's getting extra. Well, like, her her mom was mean, you know? Tell you tell her this guy was blue and she said it was green. <laughs> just to upset you. <laughs> That's a that's that's an attitude that rubs off on a small child to like assault your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, so Joey, you know, watching the tape, little smiles, kind of remembering. Yeah, yeah it's a little sweet moment, you know. Yeah, it's like hey, when, once we were young, you know. Yeah, before like shit hit the fan, you know, before like my dad went to jail for the second time. Right before, yeah, before um, everything became very much a. Uh, Episode of the first forty-eight. I mean, I guess she just sits back, watches this, watches it, and we fade out to the window. We pull out to the window and fade out to black. What'd you think of the episode? I think the episode is a bit more than the sum of its parts, which is not to say it's great, but like there are like significant portions of this episode that I just I I didn't care about or didn't like. The entirety of Andy's stuff. I'm typically not like a real stickler for tech technical details, but on this episode, like the foot, like all the football related stuff, couldn't I couldn't help but be distracted by it because it was just so like they're strategizing, like what happens in the game is just like so different from how that stuff would actually work that it it was just like it strained credulity. Like I just like it. The game wasn't as effective emotionally as it could, as it should have been because of that. But I, I like the the rest of it. I liked. I like. Uh, I like what they're doing with Jen this episode, save for her kind of bland countercultural speechifying that doesn't really work. But like, I don't know. I I like her 
sort of reluctantly becoming the most popular girl in school. Hate Mitch. Glad that he and Dawson can kind of come to a detente at the uh, end of the episode, but it's just like I got, I, I, I don't know. I got no, I got no respect for that guy. Mitch makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, no. just so selfish, Mitch. Yeah. What'd you think? I agree with you about the football stuff. Obviously, doesn't make any sense. The, I think the problem is it takes up so much of the episode, but it's only there. Yeah. To provide conflict for Dawson and Mitch, so why does it? Why do we have to have all these football scenes? Yeah, like all these extra details. Yeah, I'll- I hate Andy stuff. Like yeah. I don't like psychopath Andy. <laughs> like, <laughs> just I don't know why we had to go there. Oh yeah, I love it. I love Andy. I don't want to hate Andy. <laughs> I like Jen. I like the. I like Henry. I like Michael Pitt. This is the episode where, like, I turned to enjoying Henry. He has a boyish charm, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, this, like, yeah. wide-eyed bull, like, just so in love with Jed. Yeah, but, like, yeah, and that, and that like, for me, hardcore lands for the first time in this episode. Like, in his previous outings, like, you know, he's falling like his knees don't work. It just, like, no. it, it, it's his aw shucks, nervous freshman shtick is just like it's too big and too on the nose but this episode is just like ah, I, uh, yeah I like I am enjoying what they're allowing Jen to do more in this in, with this with oh. Michael Pitt and Henry the Mitch and Dawson stuff I mean you when you write a teen drama you gotta have parent child conflict sure um I think Mitch is in the wrong mm-hmm. uh and yeah, I think totally you you wrong you wrong I think Dawson does everything right he not only that he feels great empathy for his father even though his father told him off Definitely. and told him like you can't do this he then went to joey for advice and was like i don't think i should do this because it hurt him and joey was like maybe that's what you gotta do i mean i put my jo- i put my dad in jail so you know yeah, yeah she's just like yeah, dads dads deserve what they get yeah. <laughs> get in there yeah jack's in the storyline obviously for the football thing yeah but in an episode where he feels like more of a prop still. Yeah, just tackle him a bunch. Go go be gay over that way. Yeah, his gayness is more to facilitate other storylines yeah. than his own. But I know we'll get to Jack gay, like being gay stuff. So Jack I'm not super mad about it in this episode. Right. It does it like every episode that has parts where Jack centered doesn't have to always be about that stuff yeah and then jack doesn't always have to be like the main storyline yeah it will look yeah but because i know that they'll get to that at some point it's not jack shack it's fucking dawson's creek yeah um oh one th- more one thing i wanted to say about um uh dawson mitch uh, i was thinking about it as it ended and i was just like man to have like a big father-son conflict sort of uh, interwoven throughout an episode and for me to be sort of like nonplussed by it uh, like you fucked up right I got so many feels when we got to the boat and oh, really? just thinking about all the things about the boat oh you know shit <laughs> and you know shit so yeah it just like brought like so many like memories oh, that's cool. of Dawson's Creek it was just like oh we're getting to it oh that's awesome for a second, I was like, you love boats that much? 
I'm a boat guy. What can I say? I'm a boat guy. I'm a maritime motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, like I just like it was just like oh, like a wave of nostalgia, right? Like for the show. That's awesome. I loved all the home movie stuff too. Like I like yeah. it's all. I always think that's fun. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was mad at it. Like it's kind of cool to see Joey's mom because it's such a big part of her life, and we never get to see her. Like we get to like. Yeah can't remember if we ever see her again but it was kind of nice to see her then joey never does <laughs> oh that's sad right that's fucking sad. sad you said a very sad thing man yeah no that, yeah, was, that wasn't that wasn't supposed to be like a that wasn't like a haha line that's uh, some deep shit overall i think it's an okay episode yeah. i think some of the writing's just kind of wonky but i did enjoy it i didn't hate it i, yeah. I enjoyed it still yeah, that's what I think I meant by like more than some of its parts. Like it's it's for all intents and purposes okay, but I found myself enjoying it. Yeah, even Mo- like mostly like Joey and Pacey kind of being in like an alternate universe in this episode. Right, I didn't mind that either. Like they're kind of in their own show, but it doesn't quite feel like it meshes with the rest of the show. Yeah, it felt like kind like kind of like stapled together off center. It's like when they do a backdoor pilot. Uh huh. You know, like, oh, are they doing a show of Pacey and and, uh, and Joey? Like, their storyline seemed like a backdoor pilot, you know, for like a different when, show. Yeah, like when Urkel lands in the backyard of the step-by-step family. Yeah, this is like a show where they, like, are going to, like, work on boats. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, uh, yeah uh, Joey and Pacey open up, like, a boat restoration business. Yeah, but I, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it's all right. It was, it was a good episode. I enjoyed watching it. I was kind of skimming forward, just like looking at what episodes are coming up. And we got some good ones. Like one of my favorite episodes is um, like maybe three episodes away. Okay, cool. And it's one of those standalone that can just be like oh, nice. a standalone. It's very much like... Um, oh, the all-nighter? Yeah, all-nighter, yeah. Like where it's just like kind of like a fun standalone episode that you nice. could just watch. I'm excited. I'm like really excited. Yeah, you sound like just it. to like get into like some of these more fun episodes and maybe a little bit better writing, a little better writing. Yeah, uh, if I could snap out of it. That's what we thought. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you know how to get in contact with us, we're at at the Dawson Dudes on Twitter, at Dawson Dudes on Instagram, and you can email us at feedback at DawsonDudes.com. Yup. And uh, thanks for sticking around. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Loving you, buddy. 